his bowling buddies try to find out why her son tries to invade Earth in the Texas bayous. Somebody write this. And welcome to Somebody Write This, where we use a random plot generator to give us an idea, and then we brainstorm how that could be a thing somebody might want to write. I'm Hannah. And I'm Jenny. And to help us with our brainstorming today, we have a guest. Welcome, Tim McMean. Well, hello there. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. Tim and I have been friends for a really long time, but right now what we're doing a lot together is he's DMing a D&D campaign that I'm part of that we're doing virtually with a group of friends. Ooh, you're the DM I've been hearing about. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully good things. <laughs> yes, yes. It's my first time, like, I dipped my toe into D&D a couple of times, but this is my first time, like, for real playing it for more than, like, one session. Um, and it's been great. And we've had a couple of D&D players on the show, but I think you're the first... Oh, one we've had who's actually run the games who has actually dm'd it so i'd love to hear i know since you've done both sides of it i'd love to hear how for you it how it changes as a storytelling experience when you're creating the story or adapting story versus experiencing it yeah definitely well you know being a player versus being the dm there's a much greater responsibility because you're trying to build a world that makes sense to your players uh that doesn't railroad them you're like you want to like maintain mystery for them uh, but you're like, how do I put stuff out there that they'll actually bite on um, without being like, there's an ominous object in front of you, you know, like you, you want to make it <laughs> subtle enough that it's still it's still interesting. So I also I'm a huge theater nerd. And so this is a, a really cool opportunity for me to kind of scratch that itch in a way that as a busy adult, I don't really get to, to scratch as much anymore. You know, so um, it's it's uh, it's an awesome experience. Yeah, and I I know that right now our campaign previously was stuff that you were just kind of making up and then was something that uh, there was more of an established campaign. Which of those do you prefer, or are they both just comparing apples to oranges and they're both great? You know, it just kind of depends. Um, there are tons of really cool pre-made campaigns that, um, uh, if I, I guess, I, am I allowed to say brand names and stuff? Uh, yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. Just, like Wizards of the Coast has created and, and some really cool content. There's also content on a website called dmsguild.com. So if you're thinking mm. about becoming a DM, and there's other stuff too, but there, there's just so much stuff to pull from and get ideas. And so um, I, uh, I I really enjoy making my own story, but there is uh, it, it's nice to be able to just grab a module and go, okay, this thing is already written, so I can add my own flavor to something without having to generate an entire world. Uh, plus, if you're, you know, a creative type and, and you want everything to be perfect, I know a lot of us have novels that are like halfway finished and they've been halfway finished for 30, you know, like, so uh, it's, it can be tough to, to create a world and be happy with it and go, okay, this is good enough to present to other human beings. So it's, uh, I, I think the module is probably uh, my, I'd say, oh, yeah, do it that way. So. Yeah. Uh, one of my, one of the things that I really love about D&D and D&D stories is, the is the idea that you know you can set up this world uh, whether it's one you created or one you're you're taking from someone else and then the players have that freedom to mess things up or go off the rails <laughs> or do something completely unexpected i would love to hear any any stories that come to mind of a time when you as the dm had to adapt to to something that really was not what you expected at all <laughs> yeah i think that, so the one that comes to mind uh, most prevalently were that characters showed up in this dwarven kingdom and uh, they were supposed to be there to help fight off this uh, 
there was like this lich king and he had partnered up with a dragon and they were like gonna try to take over everything they were buds and this character decided that instead of trying to take on that mission that he would be a much more effective leader than the dwarven king so he murdered the dwarven king like in the middle like just like straight murdered him uh and i'm okay and he's like now i want to try to use persuade to show them my power that i'm a better leader you know wow one of those things yeah it's so that's one of those things where you go okay I want you as my players to have fun. And this is, you know, this is an opportunity to role play and do things that you wouldn't normally be able to do. But you also want to create a realistic world that makes some kind of sense. And so it's like, buddy, there, there is no, there is no thing that I can do that makes it possible for this to work well for you. Like I, (laughs) like I would have to totally just like make something up like deus ex machina that you're like, I have some kind of a king like, kingly blood in you or something which so that was that was kind of uh is that where you say and then your character wakes up from his dream (laughs) yeah i I, well here's what i did i said okay so i'm just gonna go ahead and and i i do parentheses a lot where i say okay in parentheses this is what i'm telling you if you continue down this path uh you will either all be thrown in prison or all be murdered because you choose to fight back and i know you you will choose to fight back so we'll just roll new characters and that'll be the end of this and that'll be fine or or I can have the court wizard. I'll just I'll just do this thing where he has the ability to turn back time a little bit um, to give you guys like like he'll know what you did, but it'll give button. you guys a chance to like redo your thing and he'll like control Z, like, control Z. Exactly. It's like they need you still to defeat the dragon and the Lich King, so he's gonna not destroy you. Um, so they ended up going with option B, and I was like, okay, in that case, you know, he like turns back time and he grabs the one who does it, and he goes, I know what you're thinking, don't do it, or it'll be the end of you, and you choose not to do it this time. So, anyways, it was, uh, it was like, what do you, you know, what are you gonna do, like, uh, buddy? These guys are not just gonna, you just murdered their king in cold blood. They're not just gonna go, oh yeah, cool, we'll just do what you wanna do now. You're the guy in charge now. So that was uh, how it works. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to kind of tough to navigate, but we worked it out. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing some of those stories. And we are going to get to create our own little story here. Uh, so uh, we're going to jump on into the brainstorming portion of this. Uh, and about halfway through that, we will. Uh, come up with a title and see if that helps us but our our plot is pretty intense to begin with in terms of trying to decipher it his bowling buddies try to find out why her son tries to invade earth in the texas bayous this one intrigues me partly because it's all it's it's all these people who are referent who are referred to in reference to other people (laughs) that there's a him and a her and then they're bowling buddies and son are maybe the central characters but maybe the mysterious him and her are i don't know where do we want to start with this i i mean i think my first thought that comes to mind is that so we know that he is on earth whoever him is his bowling buddies he's on earth and whoever her son is is coming from not earth to oh i'm sorry he's on earth in the texas bayous and whoever this other person is is coming from not earth to invade and show up in the Texas bodies. At least that's my thought initially. Oh yeah, so maybe the him is a is an Earth person, and the her is an is an alien queen. Yeah, or possibly. Or these people need names, like now. <laughs> oh, here, let me uh, let me see what we got. Oh, cool. Okay, nice. We're randomly generating. Gonna, I love it. 
Yeah, no, we're, we're going to randomly generate as much as we possibly can. Because we can't just uh, keep, the pronouns are, are going to get so tangled. Yeah, especially since her son is also a he. <laughs> Sounds like. All right, so so while you're selecting names, I think I think that he, well, let me let me pitch what I think this story is to you. Uh, yes. Go. I think. Oh my gosh, think, hold on, I'm sorry. What? The what? randomly no, generated female name is Hannah. <laughs> Yay! I love it, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, okay. uh, my son is doing Congratulations, this. Mama Hannah. Thank you. Uh, and then he, he is Maximus. Okay, so Maximus is Golden Buddies and and Hannah's son. All right, so okay. pitch us your pitch us your idea. All right, so uh, it's just a normal world, and Jeff is just bowling with his buddies. But what you don't know is Jeff is actually Maximus, a Playboy space pirate who is running away from an evil queen that he impregnated. <laughs> so the, the deal is, this guy it, like is this Playboy space pirate and flies around and goes to different planets. He's your now. I play D and D, so I picture a bard like character, maybe somebody like Star Lord. This guy who is just kind of floating around, hooks up with a space queen who, and then leaves her. She ends up having a baby, and so they're searching for him, and he tries to lie low by impersonating just a regular old human being named Jeff on Earth, and he's got these different friends, and his bowling buddy's just a regular guy, but he's actually not a regular guy, which is why they're invading Earth, and everybody's trying to figure out what is going on, who are they looking for, and it's because Maximus is hiding out. That's my, that's my pitch. I like that. So the bowling buddies are, they're centered in the, in the plot as like the central character. Is it primarily their point of view, like learning this fact about their friend? See, I think that would be hilarious. You have this gaggle of people, like say community-esque, varied backgrounds and, and, and such. And they have this Jeff bowling buddy. (laughs) They find out that his ex, his, his son that he didn't know about, did or didn't know about, it's just, like it would all come out through their point of view and be like, wait, what? You hooked up with a who? And, he's always yeah. like alluding, alluding to his to his crazy ex. Right, <laughs> and then, right, yeah. And he's, he's always like alluding to his person. ex. Yes. And then maybe and then, like an alien missile appears or something. <laughs> right, and then and then I think I, th- I think the wording in this is also interesting because it's not. It doesn't say they try to stop him invading. It's they're trying to find out why the sun is invading. And so, like, do they find out about them separately? What mm. if the sun shows up and it's not just him, but it's like this collection of other kids that he's sired throughout the galaxy? <laughs> just and all then, his children. Yeah, they just want to get to know dad, you know? And so his bowling buddy's like, listen, man, we have some crazy exes. We get it paying child support, but I don't know if you can stay on the team if you keep getting distracted by all these these kids and stuff running around. <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, what what if... Okay, so I, so I, like, the, I like this idea that... <laughs> that that it's just all his kids trying to come find him maybe the bowling buddies find the son who has who has landed on earth and uh and maybe jeff maximus doesn't even show up in the story until like part way through he's just like referenced that is their friend and it's them and the son trying to figure out why are you trying to invade earth and what's going on and the son isn't giving them any information and then finally jeff maximus shows up and is like so (laughs) this is my kid this happens every couple years (laughs) yeah (laughs) Does Texas have bayous? That's a good question. It's it's a pretty big state, I guess it might. Yeah, the Texas bayous are in the Gulf Coast region. It looks like. Okay, that makes sense. So it looks like it does have some down <laughs> down in the south. Do they choose to invade there because that's where Jeff Maximus is, or is there some other reason they picked that area? Oh, so wait, so maybe 
maybe he's not there currently. Maybe they're his bowling buddies, but he has left because he changes location every couple of years because these kids try to <laughs> try to show up. Oh and yeah, and then him. like every couple of years, you know, hey, Jeff is back. Well, you know, how you been? Yeah. Buddy? So th- so maybe the son shows up here, is looking for him, only knows him by his space name, his real name, <laughs> and so ah. they don't put the two and two together. And so because he's been gone, and so eventually, I don't know, maybe one of them figures it out and gets a hold of him. Maybe he shows back up to like pick up something that he left. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I forgot <laughs> that you know, um, or uh, or just happens to be spinning back through town. They're like, let's grab lunch. Here's a person who turns out to be his son. Oh gosh, and I even love the idea of. I'm obsessed with the trying to find out why phrase. And so I love the idea of the son invading, but like trying to do it surreptitiously, but he's not very good at it. And so first they just think he's a weird guy. And then they find out he's an alien. And then they find out he's invading. And then they try to find it. Like, what do you think? Yeah. Like, I think it needs to unravel in in pieces. (laughs) I am going to throw... A wild wrench in here. So this is our title, folks, um, which is going to involve some other stuff we're going to need to bring in. Our title okay. is The Near-Death Experience of a Group of Cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> which is oh! a, a really crappy title. but <laughs> Okay, okay. so here's the thing. His bowling buddies are not actually guys who bowl with him. They are people who are super impressed with his bowling skills. And so he, okay. he always like bowls a perfect game every single time. And they're like, how can this guy bowl a perfect game every single time how does he have that kind of skill and so uh they're they're actually cheerleaders and their Mm -hmm. near-death experience is because he goes uh listen i never do this but i've grown really close to you guys how would you like to join me in space piracy and get out of here i feel like you need to come back to this as well like the phrasing of it is we spend all this time figuring about out about the mom and giving her my name and (laughs) yeah and she's not in this so so does the son come to Earth and then also the mother follows? And, and Or does she show up first and is like, hey, so I need your help because my son is trying to invade mm-hmm. Earth. I don't know why. Or like, do they work with her instead? I don't know. It sounds feasible that mom says your dad's a deadbeat. You know, you don't need to know him. And son says, I want to know who my dad is. So he shows up first and then mom follows him uh, mm-hmm. to bring him back home. Like, hey, you know, you stole you stole a spaceship, whatever. Maybe he's not an adult. Maybe his son is younger, like a a alien teenager and so right. it shouldn't have left home but has left so mom has followed him back you know and it's possible even that uh maybe a, a romance kindles rekindles from this because uh she rediscovers her love for this uh space pirate that she once felt feelings for Ooh. i don't know just throwing that in there as an option yeah there could be a romance element to this as well so I, yeah i like the idea that she's that she and the bowling buddies are are <laughs> working together and then the sun shows up maybe a little bit. Maybe they don't find either the sun or Jeff Maximus until like close to the climactic scene of the book. And they just come across them and they're like, I don't know, battling or something. <laughs> see, see, I, I disagree. I, I, I think I think the, the most important part of this is why the sun is there. And like we say, oh, just to find his dad. But like, if, if that's what they're trying to find out, like that seems like such a throwaway answer to me. You know, like, what more is involved in this relationship? What is his motivation for coming to Earth to invade it? Do you know what I'm saying? 
I think that would depend on how you spun it. I think if you, if you don't reveal at any point the connection between the bowling buddy, if you don't reveal that her son had an Earth father until the end, that's less of an anticlimactic answer, I think. If I it's guess. like, oh, crap. <laughs> but if she's just like, yeah. I mean, it just seems like such an important trip for him to make. Like, I want to know more about his motivations. So, you know, if we're talking about it, like, a, a lot of times you think about alien cultures and they're they're very similar it's it's easy to write alien yeah. cultures as basically humans who look different but what if this is a culture of people who doesn't have something like music or doesn't have like a particular kind of mm-hmm. uh, like that that sort of inspirational yeah. hu- like human nature that we uh, think about and so he's drawn because there's a part mm. of him that sees beauty and sees art or music something like that something artistic he wants to explore his human side by coming to earth and being a human Yes, and so his mother finally reveals to him the reason that you're like this and the reason that you have these desires, these urges, these these sort of like deep animal passions, whatever, uh, that express themselves this way is because you are not actually fully Carblaxian. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are, which I've just decided that's what oh, you yeah. are Carblaxian. <laughs> so you, you are not fully Carblaxian. You are actually part human and your father is on earth. Um, if we want him to be human, I mean, I'm fine with him being. So there's your motivation. Find out who you are and meet your father. There's there's a part of me that also wants to bring in like that there is an invasion to rule element as well. Maybe the alien race that they're from is primarily like a conquering one, <laughs> uh, and that uh, and so and he's like I am clearly uniquely suited to rule Earth because I am part Earth, but I am also part this care this this group that is meant to rule everything. So he's going to come and claim his rightful spot as the as the Lord of the Earth. <laughs> okay, that sounds like such a late teenagery thing to say. <laughs> I was picturing, I was picturing like a joyride. So like this kid learns that he's half human and that humans live on earth. Right. And so Mm -hmm. like, what if instead of coming with like the random siblings idea that we had, Mm -hmm. like, what if he just has a group of his Carblaxian buddies? Like, let's go check out earth. It'll be fun. We'll go pretend to be human, you know? And so like, that's, that's, that's what the invasion is, is they're like, we're going to like go to college and go to spring break and go to bars and like, it could be either one. It could be either him coming with a deliberate purpose to rule the earth. And maybe his mom doesn't know that at all because she, because he's never seemed interested in, the, <laughs> he's interested in music and art, which doesn't exist on their planet. It hasn't been interested in the, in the right. warring and the conquering. Or, 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 or what, what if, what if what their culture is missing is games? Ah, that would tie into the bowling. You see what I mean? Like what if the only artifact Jeff Maximus left behind on, on his travels for his for his son to find was a bowling ball. Interesting. Well, that t- I like that just because we're bringing back the bowling in the prompt. I think that that that's I like that. And so he comes to Earth to figure out sports and strategy and you know like oh mm-hmm. hey this is just like war like that yeah. goes along with the conquering thing like it's like war but nobody ever yeah. actually wins anything. How interesting. It's almost amusing. So th- maybe I'm going back to my, my Star Trek nerdiness, but I think about, uh, oh, no, I can't remember these guys, but on Star Trek Voyager, there's a, a, a Herogens. The Herogens actually try to replace their warlike nature with the, um, with the uh, like holograms. Mm. Like, oh, let's kill holograms instead of people. Oh. So maybe it's a similar type of plot where they're like, you know, our planet is ravaged by war, but these games allow us to channel our competitive nature without having to murder each other all the time so it's not just a joyride it's this guy deciding to explore his human heritage in order to find something that will help improve and save his people yeah young idealists buddies are like you know that they're they're fighting these these sort of like uh 
murderous urges as well because they're like we don't want our planet to be like this and right. he says what if there's a different way um and then he pulls out a bowling ball and <laughs> yeah oh that would crack heads real good no 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 you don't throw it at heads yes i am so torn between the two tracks of this this is something that i think i think listeners can figure out whether you make the son a villain or not whether you make him say, hey, I, I want to I bring something that will satisfy the, the competitive aggressive urges of the warring and the conquering without actually causing damage. Or whether he says, cool, I'm going to use these strategies to become the ultimate conqueror. And, yeah. so, I, and either one of them could be so interesting. And, and so that's, I think that's something that we're oh. going to leave to our listeners if they want to create what? something yeah. based on this. There are a couple different tracks that you can go with this. And I think either one would be so fascinating, right? Yeah, I, th- I think you could totally do it. You could you could maybe even mix them and make it like a redemption story at the end or something. Um, th- there are definitely possibilities there. This could be a two a, a two or three series story where like at the Absolutely. end of the first one, the son turns out to be the villain, and then the rest of it is them <laughs> trying to trying to either defeat him or work alongside him to bring him back. Yeah, I do. I do really love the idea of the bowling buddies somehow joining the the, the team to overthrow this guy and cheerleading them too. <laughs> yeah, like I, I because there's something attractive, uh, you know, in reading a book to say, hey, I could be that guy. So the idea that I could just be on a bowling team and accidentally hook up with the space pirate and turn into become <laughs> part of a team to help save yeah. the world. Yeah, oh know? yeah, like, I think. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think the alien isn't going to get back together with Maximus. I think she is going to get together with whoever is the main point of view character of the bowling buddies. Oh, totally. Whoever that is, I think there's definitely a romance building. And then you have this weird offshoot where Jeff Maximus is like, this is weird. (laughs) Hey, man, what about the bro code? Oh, this is such a fun idea. I like the tone of this. I, I want this as a TV show. I, I want to. I want to. I want to drag it out over like maybe five seasons. This is like Guardians you know? of the Galaxy, Big Lebowski. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is what this story is, and I love it. Fantastic. Well, we're we're gonna close the the book on our brainstorming for now because we have a, an amazingly solid little story here, and I hope that somebody out there listening does pull something together, just write oh, a piece of this story please. and send it to us. I want to hear these characters' voices before we close out today we are going to each take a second to choose a story that we think our listeners should check out mine today is i'm actually going to share something that i have not finished yet which i do not usually do but i am currently reading i'm like 85 percent of the way through the book lovecraft country by matt ruff and it Mm. is phenomenal it's a sort of it's it is lovecraftian it's like a lovecraft rewrite set in like 1950s america among the black community and it takes all this this paranoia that lovecraft himself had coming out of his fear of non-white people and and turns it into something that is rooted in something that is very much part of our history and especially actually right now as i'm reading it with all the writing happening in minneapolis it just feels so poignant it's apparently being turned into a tv series with jordan peele being involved which is just the perfect combination yes yeah i heard about that i am 85 percent of the way through the book and so confident in it that i'm going to recommend it now so nice. <laughs> unless the, unless it goes off the rails in the last 15 percent it's it's awesome. so so good so i highly recommend and, it and the title again what is it called again uh, lovecraft country all right jenny you're up what would you like to share with us today okay you know how i like to shout out old favorites mm-hmm. so little story I've, I've been a binge watching different tv shows with my roommate i love to introduce people to new things which is one of the reasons i love doing this podcast and so all the things that she hasn't seen like we just finished binge watching monk Mm-hmm. which she liked and I'm going to recommend that some other day but 
she likes realism in her shows and, and other media. But I actually convinced her just today to start watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I think she likes yes. it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, you because know, it's so far out of her wheelhouse, but the dialogue has already captured her, you know, and I think she's having fun. And I'm, I'll am i be really excited if she keeps going and watches the whole series. So if you haven't watched that yet, or if you need to re-binge, if it's been a while, it's dated technology-wise, but emotionally and character-wise, and the dialogue is still relevant and poignant and go watch it again. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. I'll second that recommendation. It's so good. Um, <laughs> all right, Tim, what would you like to share? What story do you think our listeners should check out if they haven't already? So uh, actually, I kind of want to uh, hit this from a reflective standpoint. I recently went through and rewatched uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, Ooh. which is a, a children's animated show. And there's a I lot love of that really show. interesting... It's really good. There's a lot of really deep philosophy in it. And, and even looking at characters like Iroh and the depth of them. And there's a particular episode where uh, Iroh is actually, uh, it's, it's the day anniversary of his son's death. And it's, it's really powerful. Um, anyways, so, but that actually, trans- first of all, go back and rewatch the show if you watched as a kid. But really that transitions into this uh, sort of challenge for reflection. Um, if there was like a book or a show that really impacted you as a child, uh, to go back, for, for me, Ender's Game was a book that really impacted me as a, as a young adult. I read Ender's Game, and it really meant a lot to me. Go back and read it again and ask yourself, why did that mean so much to me? How did that build me into the adult that I am now? How was that a part of me? What was I searching for in this book? Because I think that by looking for those things, we can find some core motivations as to why we are who we are now mm. And it also helps us as creators to go, what do people search for in books and why do they search for it? So that is my suggestion. I'm also going to obviously plug uh, Dungeons & Dragons. If you're a creator <laughs> and you have an itch that you want to scratch, it, it maybe, maybe Dungeons & Dragons sounds like something nerdy to you, but it's a board game with infinite possibilities. It is a story mm-hmm. that you are writing. It is an opportunity to work with other people, with friends, to solve puzzles and overcome issues. It's so much fun. And uh, and I also want to plug uh, improv. I really love improvisation. I, I would just say, look into improv, look into uh, improv in your, in your areas. And mm-hmm. anyways, I've talked a lot, so I won't go into that. But yeah, so th- those are my plugs is uh, find something and reflect on it and think about it and do some D&D, get, get involved. And if you don't know how to do that, um, I would check Reddit because there's lots of people that will mm-hmm. help you get connected and, and all that stuff. So those are my suggestions. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Before we head on out, Tim, is there anything that you want to plug for yourself? Any social media, any any projects you're working on that you want to share? No, but I think that <laughs> that's okay. And, and in fact, mm-hmm, yeah. I with that, instead of plugging something for myself... I will say that I'm a creative person. I love to create. I'm in school to be a teacher. So I want to use this as an opportunity to encourage encourage any of you that may be discouraged because you're not using your creative skills right now and maybe the ways that you think that you would want to. Uh, there are opportunities in your life right now and they don't have to be something that gains you fame or whatever, like writing a book or do, you know, find opportunities in your life to use your creativity in, in ways that make you feel more yourself. So I don't have anything that I want to plug that would like, bring attention to myself except for to say i'm doing things that make me feel feel fuller and i would encourage you all to do the same amen wow i love that thank you yes thank you once again for being on our show today tim i really appreciate it it's been super fun yeah, yeah great this to meet you tim i love this kind of stuff you too jenny it was awesome to meet you 
All right, folks, that is our episode. As a reminder, you can find us every other Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at WriteThisPod. And if you've been inspired by this episode and have questions or comments or abductions or anything else, email us <laughs> at somebodywritethis at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We will be back with another episode in two weeks. We'll see you then. And as they say, he who tells the truth is turned out of nine cities. Thank you.